Good Friday morning, Mike Broomhead. Happy Friday, Jamie. It's my favorite phrase you utter all week. <laughs> we finally made Mine it. Mine too. Hope you have a great weekend. You too. Good morning, everyone. Uh, we Obviously, the big story of the day is still what happened at Mar-a-Lago yesterday, the statement that was made by Merrick Garland. We're going to get into that a little bit. What exactly did he say? Did he say enough? The president, a former president, and Trump saying that he was demanding that these uh, that this warrant be released and that these documents be released immediately. But before we get into the audio of what was said by people and what people are saying about this, let's look at some of the polling. I have been saying that, you know, you are solidifying, and, and this goes for either side. If you are a, a Trump supporter or if you're someone that thinks he should never be allowed to run for office again, the same statement holds true. What this has done has, to the supporters of Donald Trump, has proven to them that the things that he has been saying is absolutely true. Now, you may not believe it, but this has solidified his support. Um the former president has said many times in different ways, but what he has been saying to the supporters of him in this country since before he was elected president, when he goes to rallies, and it's it's part of – everybody has a stump speech, or there are certain things you have in every speech that you do, uh, and that's why they call it a stump speech. It's so it's the first time that audience has heard it, but you've been giving basically the same speech over and over again. But one of the things that is a cornerstone of Trump's popularity with people – is when he says, they're not after me, they're after you, I'm just in the way. And, you know, he, he and the idea that he is the only thing standing behind this between, I should say, this oppressive government and the citizens of this country, that we have gone so far with the laws that we have. They hate him so much that they will do anything to get him out of the way. And what we saw there, at least to his supporters, is exactly what they believe. So here's a headline from the Daily Wire. Voters are split on the Mar-a-Lago FBI raid, but Trump gains 2024 support because of it. When asked whether or not voters approved of the FBI's decision to conduct this search warrant, 49% strongly say or somewhat say yes, so almost half. Uh, the breakdown by overall polls reveal 84% of Democrats, 47% of independents, and 15% of Republicans support the FBI scouring his residence. And that was just the search warrant itself. They sampled that three in four voters have uh, have seen, read, or heard about the FBI's unannounced visit Monday morning. Seventy um, percent of Republicans say they agreed with President Trump and called the raid political persecution and a witch hunt. So, so far, no surprises. I mean, this is divided down uh, party lines. Sixty-three percent of Republicans believe the raid was an abuse of power and should be investigated. Sixty-two percent of Democrats said otherwise. So straight down party lines. But when it looks as um, the um, when you look at this, the president, the former president running again, 58 um, percent of Republicans surveyed support Trump in 2024 presidential election, showing a five percent increase from two months ago. So there is so there are people that are saying this doesn't matter. We're doing this because it's the legal thing to do. It's the right thing to do. It matters in the court of public opinion and it always has. Um, Merrick Garland spoke yesterday. Um, I want you to hear just a couple of what I think are the key things that he had to say. Um, and first of all, the uh, the DOJ and what they have done to unseal this warrant. 
The Justice Department has filed a motion in the Southern District of Florida to unseal a search warrant and property receipt relating to a court-approved search that the FBI conducted earlier this week. That search was a premises located in Florida belonging to the former president. So when you see this um, or when you hear this, I don't know that I don't think there was anything surprising about any of that. The one thing that he talked about saying that he authorized this, that he was doing this, but he also talked about following the law. And this is what I think is an important distinction. And then we'll get into the arguments from the other side. Faithful adherence to the rule of law is the bedrock principle of the Justice Department and of our democracy. And I agree with that. So there was an argument that happened, and we didn't, I, I don't want to play arguments because there's just too much yelling and screaming, but trying to make the point. There was an argument between two Fox News contributors yesterday arguing about fairness and treatment toward Republicans versus Democrats when we see these things happen. And I think both sides of the political aisle think the other side has control, whether it's control of the media or control of messaging. And uh, the way the argument went was that there was not equal treatment for what Hillary Clinton did. And the argument from the person that was defending Hillary Clinton said she was punished because she lost the election. Well, that's not punishment. But the other part of this is I'm going to make the argument, whether you agree with it or not, here's the argument. The argument is Hillary Clinton not only hid documents and did not cooperate with the FBI or with investigators. As a matter of fact, they scrubbed – they completely scrubbed a, a server. If you remember that happening because the old knock against Hillary Clinton was she was asked, did you scrub the server? And she said, with what? Like with a cloth? I mean she played so dumb in all of this. You know, thousands and thousands of emails. And the other argument was made that what Trump had was locked up in his house in a safe. What Hillary Clinton had was on a server that was accessible to the entire world. Now, I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with either argument, but you understand that what you've done now is further polarized people. Unless these documents are unsealed very quickly, unless the American people are satisfied, um, I can tie it in loosely. The audit here in the state of Arizona, unless you do an audit by a completely nonpartisan, unbiased group and do it in a very transparent way and say, here is everything we saw. You decide what to believe based on what we saw. If you do that, people will tend – at least the ones that are convincible will be convinced that it was done fairly, even if they don't agree with the results, that it was done fairly. And what you're seeing here is the same kind of divide, which means they are not doing their jobs. They're not doing their jobs here when you have 63 percent of Republicans saying it was bad and 62 percent of Democrats saying it was good. You are seeing the same partisan decision making that's always happened when people don't have all of the information. The president, the former president of the United States has said that he wants all of these documents released immediately, released them immediately to people. Now, um, we'll find out if that bodes well for him or it doesn't. But in the end, I think most people are reasonable. Once we drop, once we drop the political um, 
leanings and our allegiances, uh, alliances, I should say, once we drop those, what in the end, what we want is the truth. If somebody has committed a crime, no matter who they are, no matter what political side of the aisle they're on, they should be held accountable. At the same time, no one should be victimized because of their political beliefs or who they are. You know, I don't think that they're completely just going after Republicans all the time. But let's be honest, from the media to everybody else, Donald Trump, but the people that are not supporters are haters. That's the definition of polarizing is you either love him or you hate him. There aren't very many people who, when Donald Trump's name is brought up, says, meh, I don't know. I don't care. I don't have an opinion. That is a polarizing figure. But when you see the huge number of investigations that have been into the former president when he was in office, the years and years of investigation is Adam Schiff. Of all people, I know it's because I disagree with him politically. People are going to say it's why I'm saying this. Adam Schiff promised the American people for a few years that they had evidence of criminal behavior by, at that time, the president of the United States and that the world was going to see it soon. And we've never seen any of it. Never. He made claims of having criminal proof of criminal behavior, and it never came to fruition. The Intelligence Committee in the House of Representatives and the Judiciary in the House of Representatives were exhaustive in their investigations into the White House, and they came up with nothing. The Mueller report was very clear in what it said. Then when Mueller testified, they were very clear. And nobody and none of the none of those people liked him. And they came up with nothing to hand to the American people. So the mantra of they are out to get me, they are out to get me rings true when things like this happen. Now, this may be a case where he's done something that warranted, no pun intended, that warranted this kind of an investigation. But we don't know that yet. And what Merrick Garland did yesterday just made it, to me, it sounded like it made it more cloudy. It wasn't deceptive. It just didn't say much. And he even said, I can't say any more right now. We're trying to get this declassified or trying to get it released. And then we'll have an answer. Then we will be able to have an answer. Coming up in a moment, what we're going to do is we're going to talk economy because that's the other big story. Metro Phoenix evictions climbing to a 13-year high. What exactly does that mean for our economy locally? We'll get to it in just a couple of moments. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. I appreciate you spending some time anytime you can. Um, we've got to talk about the economy as this continues to morph and change. Uh, with the argument, again, are we in a recession, doesn't mean much to people when their lives are being destroyed, when they are losing everything. And a lot of that is happening, and it is a, it is a process. It isn't something that happens overnight. Uh, Maricopa County eviction filings in July climbed to the highest monthly level since 2008. Now, if you remember, that was when the we had the real estate crash in 07. Evictions were filed against 6,405 renters last month. It's the highest tally since October of 2008, 13 years ago, when there were 6,900 filings tracked by the courts. July was also the second month in a row when monthly evictions were higher than the pre-pandemic year of 2019. Um, so the problems here. 
uh, as we are witnessing is housing costs have grown in Phoenix. It's one of the reasons why the metro Phoenix area had the highest rate of inflation in the country was the housing shortage here created such a demand and it still is very, very high that in the supply and demand world um, that is that's here um, that we we're just paying much more for rent. And we're and people that are trying to buy are being priced out of the market with the growth in how housing prices and also with interest rates climbing up a bit. So people are renting longer. So normally there is a progression for people that rent for a few years, save up enough money for a down payment, buy a home. Then those rental properties become available to the next generation or the next group of people that are out on their own and renting. We also have people moving here at a a really rapid pace. We are still one of the fastest growing areas in the country. When all of that put together, housing prices went way up. Food prices back through the roof, continuing to climb. The good news is we have crossed the threshold of $4 a gallon gasoline to being under $4 per gallon, which seems to be, in, at least in one story, and I think it holds true at least for me, that's the threshold for people. When gas climbs to $4 a gallon, that's when people are going, wow, to think that it was up over 5 bucks a gallon recently is, is just astronomical. But that $4 threshold seems to be the psychological threshold for people. Well, we're back below that. That's really good news. It's good news that demand has fallen, supply is up. So I think that's great news for us. But when you're watching people getting evicted, so when we talked, and I've talked a lot about the families that are seeking help when they go to uh, you know the food banks when they are going to get the emergency food boxes it's not people that are already that are homeless that are looking for homeless shelters and a meal for their family many times i would say a, a huge number of times it's families that are just finding themselves working hard and running out of money before payday to feed their families so now you have to make the choice between do we only pay part of the rent or what, you know what do we do Th- that's just the big question what do we do don't have enough money to put gas in the car to get to work to get paid to feed the family it is a it is a vicious cycle that continues to repeat itself and people are falling further and further behind the other part of this that i predict is probably going to happen is we're going to see bankruptcy filings go up um, in in short order and the reason why that's going to happen i believe is because so many people during the five dollar a gallon gasoline period and high rent and high food prices, people were putting necessities on credit cards. So they were running their credit card debt up to its limit. So now they've got another payment that they can't make. They don't have any more credit and they're stuck. They're still in the same financial position they were in and they can't pay their bills. Now they've got a credit card bill or credit cards And they're getting themselves financially in trouble because they couldn't afford the necessities. Now they're paying interest on the necessities. Um, Grocery bills and food prices are accelerating. As I said yesterday, eggs have gone up 47% year over year. And so the – The idea that what we're going to do to solve this problem, and it's bothersome to me, is that we are going to raise taxes, even on wealthy people. Um, You are going to further slow things down. It's worked like this time and time again. The corporations that are taxed at a high rate don't eat those taxes. They pass them on as the cost of doing business. It's almost like a fee. They are not – if they are going to raise their prices and they are going to charge what's necessary to keep their profitability up.
So the idea that the average American household and worker isn't being taxed, technically, they might not be. I believe they will be, but they might not be technically taxed, but they're paying that tax. When the tax cuts, and and whether you like the former president or you dislike him, the tax cuts did exactly what business owners said it was going to do. The way they structured uh, depreciation of of things that you buy made manufacturing go through the roof because people were buying equipment for their businesses and were able to depreciate it immediately, which means they were expanding their businesses. Um, It was hiring more people. Wages were going up dramatically. Bonuses were being given. If you remember, I think it was Wells Fargo and Bank of America, the two huge banking companies, they raised their minimum wage. They told the entire world, we are going to have a minimum wage for us, a self-implemented minimum wage that is much higher than the federal minimum wage because we want to be able to get and retain quality employees. All of that happened in those tax cuts. And what was said from the other side of the aisle was, well, that little $500 bonus or two of them in a year, so $1,000 you're getting, you're getting table scraps. They're keeping millions. And so it was, it was downplayed and diminished in how much um, you were actually getting. And it was, to me, one of the most egregious things that was happening because America felt good about the economy because it was roaring without inflation. And now you see where we are. And the answer to this is to take more money out of the American economy in the form of taxes. And I look at it, if you want to look at it individually as if rich Americans, then you do that. And that's your prerogative. But I see it as taking money out of the American economy. And I don't think that it's the right thing to do. Certainly not now. Gatos is going to join me in a minute. It's the BQ poll question of the day. And just after nine o'clock, we have got an update on the immigration story that's very fascinating. We'll get to that coming up in just a few minutes. The Gatos Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Hey, good morning, Gatos. We made it to Friday. I can't believe it. Believe what? Ah, oh, they found nukes under Trump's bed. <laughs> this is huge. Is that? Is it's that huge. Not right? Huge. That, oh, it's huge. Is that Marlago? <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. We found that out at five o'clock yesterday, and I was like, well, uh, "It kind of sounds like something." Oh, we. Um, I was. It was funny yesterday. I don't know what your impression was. I did. I didn't hear you guys talk about what Merrick Garland had to say. But he was supposed to speak at 1130 yesterday morning. So we were already in the newsroom. And you know what it's like when yeah. it's something scheduled at 1130 and you jockey everything around. He doesn't speak until five after 12. I know. And then he didn't say anything. He didn't say anything. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he just I, I think he basically had that press conference to say, stop bashing my my FBI. Which I don't uh, think is a bad message to say. No. No, but, I mean, it was really a whole lot of nothing. But then you get the Washington Post report, and if it's true, I mean, you know, if Trump had documents with, like, nuclear stuff, but they can't have that stuff, but right? The repo- yeah, right, but the, the, what the reporter said, and this is, again, where I don't think they said anything. They admitted at the very beginning of the whole thing. Yeah. They don't know if it's about nuclear weapons, our nuclear arsenal, other nations' of nuclear sure. arsenal, research. They have no idea what it's about. They just had the word nuclear in the thing, and so I don't know if they said anything yet either 
I don't know. I, I as soon as you put nuclear in, and yep. if he's got documents on stuff that's nuclear, it doesn't listen. Doesn't mean he's selling arms. Doesn't mean he's like you know helping <laughs> Iran try and get right. a nuke. But you can't have that crap right. in your house, man. Right. And so that's where I again I, I don't want to defend something and find out that there's something really big here. But I also don't want to believe that there wasn't a political motivation here yet either. It's kind of I'm, we're talking about it, but we're still all in the wait and see mode. Yeah, I think the nuclear documents moves the needle a little bit more than it did the day No pun before. intended, moving the needle. Good for you. Uh, oh, sorry. Do you? I need you to, we got a minute left, so what, what about, let's get to the question. The FBI searched Trump's home looking for nuclear documents. <laughs> now that we know what they were searching for, kind of, uh, do, you, do you now think this is a big deal, yes or no? It's a great question. But, Listen, I, uh, you know, you, you, it's never happened to a president. They've never had to go and take stuff out of a president's home. Right. So it's already a big story. Absolutely. But, I mean, if he's holding on to nuclear documents and, uh, you know, you, you can't have that stuff. Yeah. And, and, yeah. You've got to give it back. So hopefully that's, that warrant's going to be unsealed today and we'll get some I more answers. So. Great yeah, question. But, uh, nukes under his bed. Let's just be honest. <laughs> they were big, gold, and beautiful. <laughs> have a good weekend. Gary. See ya. I don't like dude just makes me laugh. He could make me laugh reading the phone book. The big cute poll question today brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Just after uh, the news at 9.05, we're going to talk about immigration and a new angle on it. Stick around.